This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Ever wonder about the stories of the women around you? We wanted to create an intentional space for women to share the wisdom they have gained through life experiences. Tune in to be in awe of some of the wonder women in our midst. Wondering Women on ORFM Dunedin. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to another episode of Wondering Women. Um, today is Easter Sunday, so happy Easter to everyone out there who celebrates this um, holy day. We thought we'd talk a bit about it today. Um, it's quite a big day in the Christian calendar um, and myself being Catholic born and raised, I thought I'd invite a guest with me today who also might have some experiences and wisdom to share about the Easter story. Um, I've got with me today a good friend of mine, Joe Bell, um, and welcome, Joe. Thank you very much, Amy. It's great to have you here. I've been trying to get Joe to come on this show for a long time, but it's not everybody's thing, but I think I must have wore you down eventually. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You got me at a weak moment. <laughs> well, thanks for saying yes. And um, yeah, tell us just a little bit about yourself, Joe. So I'm Joe, and I um, am a middle child of three. Um, mm. Jim and Sue are my parents. I've got an older sister, Nikki, and a younger brother, Mike. And um, born and raised really in Christchurch and Kaikoura. And then we all shifted down to Dunedin away from our family and sort of started afresh down here. And since then, I have um, been through university, become a teacher, and then shifted off to Australia. Um, found a wonderful man called Dean and got married and had three um, amazing children, Olivia, Angus and Isla. Yeah. And we've had a couple of fur babies along the way too, Jesse <laughs> and Vonnie. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So middle of three and then you had three yourself. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and did you meet Dean in Australia? No, I actually no. met him here in Dunedin. Okay, I thought yeah. so. Yeah, when I was at university, you know how you go through that stage where you, um, you get that window into thinking that you can be or do anything and you've got that energy to try new stuff. Yeah. And I went to the um, clubs and socks and um, – just tried everything new that I could possibly think of from Tai Chi to mountain climbing and ended up meeting Dean at um, Kyokushin Karate. Oh, wow. Yeah. Don't mess with this couple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Like, And that fits um, with new life and new opportunities for um, yeah Easter and when you're young. All that stuff is so possible, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's so exciting. It's an amazing time where you just feel like there's nothing stopping you from recreating yourself or mm. trying something new and, um, yeah, really good time. Yeah, it's a good time. Oh, wow. So, yeah, when I thought about I, – I knew this show was going to air on Easter Sunday and I really wanted to sort of honour the, um, the significance of the day um, – it's a bit different. So I'm from the States, so it, it's a very um, Christian culture, um, for better or worse. And uh, so, like, Easter's just a natural thing that everybody mm. does and talks about. And, and here it is, too, in, in that there's eggs in the shop and hot cross buns, like, months ago. Yeah. You know, I start thinking, oh, man, I'm not ready yet. But um, but we we just wanted to talk about it in a sort of, 
metaphorical way. Um, like I grew up very um, Catholic, so Easter Sunday in the Northern Hemisphere is also very different because mm-hmm. it's it's set up so that it's spring, spring, a new yeah. life, and, yeah. and the bulbs are emerging from the ground, which has been frozen for months and. Um, we all used to get Easter Sunday dresses. Like, yeah. And I don't know what the boys got. They must have got something to new shoes. Pure shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was it was a big thing, both culturally and religiously. And mm. then there was lots of church, like mm-hmm. Holy Thursday, Good Friday. Depending on how religious your family is, you might go to the three-hour Easter vigil. Yeah. And then the big celebration on Easter Sunday. And as a kid... You know, that was a lot of church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was sort of like grown, but um, we just did it because, you know, we didn't have the option. Yeah. And um, But now I still um, practice and participate um, probably slightly less intensely, but um, it's still part of my um, tradition and practice mm. and belief. Mm. But, um, yeah, what about your childhood? You said it was a bit different. When yeah, we so earlier. my mum's Catholic, but my dad's not. Okay. And we lived with my cousins, so there were 10 of us in the same house, um, probably in my oh. formative years, and they weren't Catholic either. Yeah. So um, as much as I was um, in the Catholic school system mm. and we would go to Mass on Sunday morning, mm. um, we probably wouldn't have gone to the Friday. I don't have any recollection of going to the Friday afternoon session or a late night Saturday session or or anything really. It was just the Sunday. So Mm. I'm perhaps speaking from a more secular understanding of it because for us really it was the chocolate on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. And and I never, I always felt like we were trying to fit a circle into a a square hole when it came to this whole new life and because we were all hunkering down and we were starting to get cold and, and, and it's kind of, there always seemed to be uh, a misfit with this, the analogies and the metaphors and the stories yeah. that we got told around yeah. around Easter. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's still it, – it doesn't fit neatly in my world. Yeah, mm. and it, it's a really good point, and I actually hadn't thought about talking about that, but we we often talk about that in, in Christian circles in the Southern Hemisphere is that – these metaphors don't work. Yep. Like Advent, the coming of light as you approach the darkest day and coming out of it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then Easter, um, there's death and then new life right in spring when there's a lot of freshness. And in here, um, Kiwis and probably Australians talk about, you know, how can we make these metaphors work yeah. in our context? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and um, have it be a significant celebration. Because otherwise it feels like you're trying to get your head into it when your heart and your physicality and everything else isn't. Yeah. It's like it's like even using the word resurrection. If you don't have some sort of um, grounding physically in what that actually looks like or means or anything, it's just a word that you put out there and there's not really a connection. Yeah. So, um yeah, Easter's always been really hard to connect because it's such a bizarre concept as well. Yeah. And I think for so long we've tried to unpack the theory of resurrection. Yeah. And I don't know how many people that connects with. Yeah. Like how many people 
does it make you a better person if you can understand the logistics behind that? Does it make you more loving? Does it transform who you are as a person to actually be able to um, explain what Easter means in in the, the mental way that sort of we've tried to do for the last how many of years? Yeah. I don't sort of hear people talking about what it means in the day-to-day and how that can be transformative and how you, that means that it affects your life and how you live. And that's the stuff that I get excited about. Yeah, It's yeah. not going through the process in a in a headspace. It's going through the process where it actually makes a difference in, in what I'm doing in my world. Yeah. Mm. And I think, I mean, that's the whole point, isn't it? We want to, in any faith context, you want to live what you believe or emulate it in your day-to-day life. It, it doesn't make sense. You just throw it out. Yeah. 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 And I think resurrection is a big word and a strong word, and it has so many connotations. Um, mm. But it's a beautiful concept. I think transformation, as you mentioned before, is probably a word that um, people relate to, but um, a bit more. I don't mm. know, and maybe across different religions and, or even change. Yeah, like positive change. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I've been playing since you asked me to come on the show. Of course, I. I did my whole A-type personality and didn't want to look like an idiot in front of everyone. <laughs> so um, spent some time really thinking about how we can use or not use that word and find a replacement for it that actually connects with us mm. on a day-to-day level. Because if I said resurrection to anybody outside a religious sphere, they'd look at me like I was a bit nutty. Yeah. But if I said, you know, what, what sort of things have been transformational in your life yeah. or have changed positively or what sort of things felt like a death to you but Mm. in the long term you could actually see that in that death there was a real um, positive outcome or a change or a transformation in how you viewed the world or your relationship changed that makes sense to people Mm. but we don't talk like that in the church no and I wonder how many I wonder if we need to question that that language that we're using as well I think so I'm really passionate about um in my work uh so I do a bit of chaplaincy and a bit of pastoral ministry in the Catholic Diocese of Dunedin, and I, I think it needs to be relevant, especially yeah. to young people today. Otherwise, mm. what's the point? Like back even when I grew up, it was sort of like did it because your parents did it and you're expected to, and and if you're l- lucky or if if you have grace, it takes hold somehow. Yeah. But going back to, and this ties into what you first started talking about, that new time of life at uni yeah. and 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 you're really discovering who you are, aren't you? Yeah. Like, am I going to be this way because uh, my family was always this way? And you talked about your family moving down from Christchurch and having a fresh start as well. Like, there's something really exciting about I don't have these ties or I can break free from these ties and um, discover who I really am, you know? And and that's part of the transformation, Mm. I think. And how you fit into the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all well and good to find out who you are. But that individual concept as well, which I think is really tied into our understanding of Easter, because a lot of people think of it as an individual mm. saving grace, mm. whereas it's definitely collective. Mm. Um, so once you figure out that, then to re-enter into the the interwoven society that we are, that we deny constantly, mm. is is so yeah it has to be powerful. part of the yeah. story. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And actually, I never grew up with that language of, I, th- I feel really blessed that I grew up in, with the theology that I did. It was never, Jesus died for your sins, so you um, have to 
make something of yourself and you owe him. You know, like the, yeah. there was no quid pro quo. Yeah, yeah, there was no tip guilt. Like I just remember, like Easter was chocolate. And I think that's an important part of it. There's joy, celebration. Yes. Yeah, there's abundance. There's, there's abundance. yeah, that's generosity. Love it. But and then, but the transformation does come. Like in like, so then we have the forty days of Lent where. You know, maybe you've given up chocolate, like mm. the old. You know, it's exactly what we did. We gave up chocolate, no lollies, but we collected them. <laughs> so yeah. So that on the Easter day, that was the best thing. Like I go around to see my gran, and every time we left, we were allowed to take two lollies from the lolly jar, yeah. and then Mum would give us that sideways look, and then we'd get home and we'd put them into our lolly jar. And by the end of our forty days, we had a stash. Wow. And that was like full on into the sugar. On Easter Sunday. Yeah, on Easter Sunday, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And I think, and for a kid, like, that is probably as much as you can relate to the, the whole Easter message, right? Yeah. And I think I think that's, that's um, yeah, a good part of it, like, of the experience as a child. And then as you grow, it might get a bit deeper and yeah. add a bit I more I tried to, to make it. my kids one year understand that it wasn't about the chocolates. And I said, so the whole idea is that we're turning – turning our lives towards something better. We're, we're mm. trying to look for how we can transform to be um, more fully human. Mm. And so I said, so instead of giving up this Easter 40 days and I could see my kids rolling their eyes, <laughs> I said, we're actually going to do good deeds. Yeah. So I made them <laughs> I made them all go down by the ocean and we took rubbish bags and we collected rubbish. Cool. And um, I don't know what they feel about that, but we got a few comments from different people and the thing is, the capacity for kids to understand that is quite big. Mm. So maybe we shouldn't sell them too short. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Give them the experience um, and some language to wrap around it yeah. and what, why they're doing it. Yeah. I think that's a good that's a good point. Mm. And we that was part of the theology my mom um, taught us, too. I remember saying, we're going to do something extra for Lent. So you maybe, you're giving up your time yep. to go clean up the beach. Yeah. I, my one thing I remember is writing to my grandma more. So I was doing the good deed. She lived three hours away yeah. and wrote her letters. And it, it, that resonated with me more. You're, I'm giving up my time to do something good, yeah. but not just giving up sugar for sugar's sake. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's yeah, good yeah, too. Yeah. But it, yeah. it, And then as you're a bit older, you might realize, well, you've given up, you know, meat on Friday so the money you save buying the meat you might donate to charity yeah. you know like there's yeah. it's it's an end for means not just an end in itself yeah I'm still surprised by how many people lose weight over Lent <laughs> and that's their goal <laughs> I know I know that sounds really I judgmental know. but I'm just going oh what's the point that's but again and that's where the message get lost gets lost like oh yeah I'm going to give this up because it's going to benefit me yeah I'm fasting for me yeah oh, damn there's the community aspect here we're missing it big time it doesn't quite translate <laughs> uh, oh, no. yeah however but I just wanted to get back and touch on the resurrection a bit because mm. or the transformation um, because for me like there has definitely been experiences in my life where there has been a death like um, metaphorical death yep. that's been painful for me. Mm. Um, i trying to think of a specific example, but I just, I more remember the feeling like in my heart and in mm. my soul of I've got to change here. Something's mm. not working mm. like in a relationship, in a, in a, in a work situation, work situation where my ego or my, I'm, I've been um, wronged in some way and I want to go in guns blazing, but mm. I, I know that, 
that's not going to have any outcome that's worthwhile or life-giving. Yeah. So I've literally had to give up um, something, my ego, my, um, my natural personality response to to let something else emerge out of this, the ashes of chaos or yeah. hurt. That's, yeah. And I think it's a really, um, for me, it's been a model in my life that has bore fruit. Like yeah. it has really benefited me um, in the end. It's, it's been painful. Like I can still feel the hurt in my oh, heart. I feel it when you talk about it. Yeah, you can feel it. Yeah, eh? I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think ego is the is a the, change is hard for mm. everyone, and and it's the universal pattern. And yet we still find it so challenging. And so I find that fascinating because the death resurrection scenario is born in everything. Like it mm. is everywhere. It is undeniable. That is how things go. But yet. We deny change, we push it away, and I think you nailed it when you said ego, mm. because then with ego, as human beings, whatever it is, we we need to have that self-sufficiency and that control, and mm. when we lose it, and it feels like a death, mm. that's actually where the growth happens, and yeah. I think too that when we're looking at deaths, and I'm thinking of similar things with friendships that have that have maybe changed, or work situations that have changed, in the moment of that it is a death, but it's the the deep time aspect of it that you see where the new life is. Yeah. But you never see it when you're in it. It no. just feels painful. Painful. Yeah. It is. A massive it, loss. And death is painful. Yeah. <laughs> um and but it 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 yeah, if you can stay with it and think beyond yourself, mm-hmm. as you were saying before, mm-hmm. like it's not just about you. No. And um and and whether that relationship or colleague situation um, flourishes or it changes it changes or Mm -hmm. literally dies and another one starts up that was more beneficial for everyone like who knows I think part of the death and resurrection the transformation that happens is we don't know what will grow out of this yeah and I was thinking about this um I said to my husband Dean yesterday I got been away and in central teaching and I came home and I was standing in the kitchen and I turned around and watched the kids and I said it's almost as parents we're we're incredibly fortunate because of the the death and resurrection that takes place daily when you have children daily <laughs> and there is no control but there is such excitement and hope and something so um, powerful when you look at your kid and you think, I've got no idea mm. where they will end up, what they're going to do, and I've got no control over that. Mm. And it's it's a death to your ego and yourself because as teenagers you no longer have that. But yeah. it's this real excitement and growth for the bigger picture yeah. of, of what it will be. And I think, I think as women and as parents, those – we're a lot more adept at handling those changes and those mm. transformations because we're forced into them constantly, especially mm. as women, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Like just puberty in itself, you'd lose total control oh, of everything. True. And then pregnancy, you're totally out of control all over again. Stuff's happening to you that you don't, you know? Yeah. And then and breastfeeding, if you breastfeed or bottle feeding, like your whole body goes through all these changes. Yeah. And you have to be open to that change, that transformation. And yeah. then menopause on the other side of it. Yeah. Like it's all going over again. And it's like, <laughs> oh my goodness, here we go again, change. Yeah. And parenting, those little moments when you have to, 
let the ego go, you have to just you can't control the situation. You mm. just have to let it be. And then in and out of work, if you've chosen to give out up work. Yeah. So in a way, I feel like women are really um, fortunate mm. because we are faced so many more times, I think, than our, than our male friends <laughs> to be forced into that transformation. So, yeah. so maybe we've got insights that, that are slightly different from, because a lot of guys that I know are, in the same jobs or in the same yeah. roles, and uh, and I'm being very generalising here, mm. but you know, there's a there's a stability with them mm. that a lot of women can't afford. Yeah, so it's true, and I think, and you have to know, like that's a really good analogy. You have to know as a woman that this pain of pregnancy or whatever um, is going to give birth yeah to something Literally. amazing yes yeah. yeah and um and you just hold on to that hope like yeah. hope's a huge part of this yeah. resurrection story yeah. isn't and it and trust that there is and trust. that the bigger picture is what it's about it's and i mean mm. the day-to-day struggle i mean talking about hope with things that are going on around our world mm. seems uh like uh rosy colored glasses yeah. but um it's not denying the pain that people are going through but understanding that there's a bigger, better picture out there. Yeah. I mean, we are the we're the the least violent we've ever been in human history at this point. I mean, that can be proven, mm. but it doesn't feel like it sometimes. No, it but doesn't. The trajectory that we're on is hopeful. Yeah, and you, and you look for the little signs of hope, like um, people doing good. I mean, yeah. Um, Amidst atrocities, like yeah. that's what you hold on to. Yeah, it's and like it's, the little weeds that pop up through the concrete. Yeah, I always smile yeah, I when I that. see the weeds coming back. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not Pollyanna, as you say. It's not disregarding the reality of that we're in. Yeah, but if you can't get past the despair, um, yeah, there's no new life after no. the death. No. Oh wow, this was really. This was really helpful for me, actually. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Well, it's not time to finish yet, is it? It is. We're just we're wrapping up now. <laughs> haven't even started. I you? know. It's often like that. You're just getting to the good stuff. But um, yeah. But I really love that we talked about. It's about not having control and um, letting go of your own ego, seeing the bigger picture, having hope and trust. Then the transformation emerges. Mm. Wow. So. Just a bit of a different take on the Easter story. Um, thanks, Joe, for walking, working through that with me. Yeah, you're so welcome. It was good fun. It was fun. And what we always we end each show. Um, I'm not sure if I told you this or not. We end each show with the same question to each yeah. each woman guest. And this we changed the question this year, um, and this year, and it's always just to give a bit of advice to other women listening mm-hmm. or men. Um, what does it look like for Joe to flourish? What practices do you have that help you flourish in life? Uh, I haven't been very good at this, so this is a real challenge for me. Uh, it's a challenging thing, all yeah. of us. To- but I think that if I was to give myself advice, oh my goodness, I'm really hard on myself. Maybe just to um, don't take it so seriously. Mm. Like trust the trust the bigger picture. Yeah. And actually enjoy the ride. Yeah. I mean, it's the journey. Yeah. You know, it's this is it. So yeah. enjoy the ride. Yeah. And and don't sweat the small stuff so much. We need joy to flourish, don't we? Absolutely. 
You and you are a very joyful person, Joe. Yay! <laughs> I appreciate that about you very much. But yeah, and it's it's just that um, taking. I think especially for women, taking that time to remember we need to flourish too. Yeah, you know? and, absolutely. And what does that mean for us? And and yeah, especially in pregnancy or mm. or. Uh, parenting, yeah. you know, like actually to support each other is huge. Yeah, you know, just to support whatever journey another woman is on. Yeah, it is huge. Yeah, I um, I think I've said this before on the show. Recently, I've come across a quote from Madeleine Albright that said, "There's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> amen. <laughs> It's not a competitive journey. It's a it's a community. It's a village. Yeah. We want to really, and I think women are hardest on themselves and often doing so much of the, you know. The grind. The grind for yeah, others. for sure. For, for sure. So, yeah. So let's not forget to celebrate. Yeah. Celebrate us. Yeah. yeah. Each other and um, enjoy life. Mm. Oh, well, thanks very much. Thanks for the conversation. You're welcome, Amy. Thanks for inviting me and sticking with it. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely worth the ah, wait. Ah, that's good. So happy Easter to everyone out there. And if you don't celebrate Easter, um, I wish you a very transformative journey yeah. this, this week. Um, just pay attention to those little things that bring you new life and um it might not be in the f- spring buds and the flowers around, but uh, might be in a smile. Might, or, yeah, yeah. There's different ways to find new life around us. Mm-hmm. So, all the best for your week, Kakiteano, and tune in next time for the next Wondering Woman. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the Air.